Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. It's time to address the issues that impact your lives and keep you from being who you were meant to be. Ladies, are you still hiding behind yourself or issues you just don't want to face? It's time to face them. I am here to help you face those issues holding you back. It's time to face those small fears and make big changes. Are you ready to get started? Well, hello there. Thank you for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking about financial abuse. There's a lot of different types of abuse. And yes, there's also financial abuse. Financial abuse involves controlling a victim's ability to acquire, to use, or maintain their financial freedom. Abusers think their money is theirs, but so is yours. Not only do they want to control your lives, your emotions, and your thoughts, but they also want to control your money. Why is this something that is not recognized or even talked about? This is a form of silent abuse. It is not commonly recognized And financial abuse can vary from person to person, just like the way to handle finances and budgeting. We all do it in a different way and we all have different versions as to how we manage our finances. I don't think that he was able to do more with me because I have always been very jealous of my money and specifically of my credit scores. That was something that it was always a me thing. It was very personal to me. At the time, it was like my baby to build my credit and to manage my money. It was something that when I started working was very important to me. I was talking to a friend this morning and I thought that because of what I had been through my last two toxic relationships, it was something that I had probably worked on because of what was happening to me. But we were friends from over 20 years ago and he said that I had always been like that. He said that I have always been this way. I remember that when I was younger, I used to hide it even for myself. I like to keep separate accounts and make it harder on myself to reach the money from the second account. And that was the way that I was starting to build my savings. Even then, my ex would always complain about the fact that we were a family and we shouldn't have separate bank accounts. He would always tell me that if we had combined accounts, everything would be so much easier. Here's the thing. I had already noticed that he was an addict and he had different addictions during the relationship. And no, I'm not talking about drugs, but this man was used to living paycheck to paycheck. And when he could not handle his finances, mommy would come and rescue him. This happened for many, many years and most of it was behind my back. At one point, I had to talk to her and tell her that this was something that she was doing that was not for his benefit, but being such a loving mother and he was her baby, she never listened. My first abusive relationship had subtle forms of this type of abuse, but my second relationship had more examples that I can share with you as we go. With financial abuse, some of the signs could be misinterpreted by the victim as a way of a partner taking care of you. For example, if a spouse would like for you to stay home or even stay home after the birth of your child, that sounds like cute and loving, right? Well, it depends. Not every man that says that he wants to support you will financially abuse you, but there's a few common things to watch out for. Remember, sometimes these abusers might use manipulation techniques that might go unnoticed or they could also be the type of person to use demanding or intimidating ones. The ones that go unnoticed are usually tricky to figure out because they have a system and it takes a while for you to actually figure out what is going on. Here are some signs that you should watch out for. 
especially if they're in combination with others. Number one, prevent you from getting a job. No matter whether you're single or with a partner, it should always be your choice if you want to get a job or if you want to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife. Number two, ruining employment opportunities. There is not much that I can say here, but I do know of victims that have their exes ruin their jobs or get them fired from their jobs by many different tactics. If somebody is threatening your job or threatening your employment opportunities, you got to watch out for that. Number three, making you ask for money or allowance. Number four, if he requires account of every single little thing that you do with the money or any expense at all. Number five, he feels entitled to money and assets. Number six, he's overspending and not letting you know about his spending. Number seven, living with you and not helping with expenses or housework. Number eight, using your credit with no permission or authorization. Number nine, limiting or not allowing access to bank accounts or credit cards, whether they are in common or they're blocking yours or just simply not providing the information on like they're trying to hide something from you. Number 10, do you know what the combined household income is? Is he the one controlling it all? That is something to look out for. Another thing that you have to look out for in case of financial abuse is they try to exploit your resources. This is when it is specifically related when it is your money. This would be trying to control your use or access to your earnings or your savings. When they're using your assets or credit cards without permission or claiming the debt in your name or claiming to pay the debt in your name and not paying. I don't like to ask for money. Therefore, I really don't like to be asked for money either. But this one didn't know me that well. He didn't know that about me. He came to visit me one day and he gave me a sob story that he needed money to make it through the week and complete his child support payment. He was going to get into a lot of trouble because he had up until this date and he gave me a very long story. I caved. Later on, he came home and saw that the fridge was fairly empty. This was like a couple of weeks after. He grabbed my daughter's boyfriend and he left. I had no idea where they were going and he wouldn't answer his phone. Over an hour later, he came back full of groceries, and I was very thankful that he had done this. He did it more than once, and I guess if I look at the things that he actually got for me and the times that he did groceries for me and stuff like that, I can probably tell you that he did pay off the initial money that he asked me for, but he never quite actually paid off the money that he had asked me for. Towards the end of the relationship, he asked me if I could lend him Best Buy card, that there was something that he wanted to buy. I had no idea what it is that he wanted, but I wanted to be nice. And since he had shown that he had been responsible, I said, okay, no problem. He could probably pay it in a couple of payments and be done with it. I don't remember if it was over $300 or something around that range. But after this, I got into debt because I needed to use my cards. He started to tell me, pay off what you owe on the card. And then when you pay off, then I'll pay you. Well, I cut him off before I ever paid it off. And a couple of times I did try and request for him to pay me the money and he never did. That was financial abuse on his part. Requiring your paycheck, passwords, or your credit information in any way, shape, or form. Number four would be finding themselves in tough financial situations for you to bail them out. Like my story. 
they can also criticize every single financial decision that you make. Also, making large financial decisions without talking to you at first or at least running it by you. This is one that really cut me deep because with my ex, there came a time where I felt that I was very financially unstable when we moved here to Florida. It was the first year that we had bought the house. I remember talking to him at night, opening myself up and telling him that I felt like I was really struggling with my financial security. And he paid for his things. I paid for mine. Whenever I was running short on money, whatever was left was groceries. Because this way it would guarantee that he would give me the money because it was for him, the kids, and me. I paid everything else. And if I was struggling at some point, it was always the grocery money that I was asking him for. Well, after having a very long conversation and him trying to make me feel better regarding the fact of my financial stability, I felt that he was genuine in the things that he said to me. I felt that we had a good talk and it felt good to have had that conversation with him. But the next morning he woke up, it was his day off. I had decided to stay home that day. And I said, look, I'm going to be working from home today. So do you think that we can go out later and have some lunch? He said, sure, let me take the bike to get the oil and the filter changed. When I get back, then we can go to lunch. I said, perfect, no problem. He took a long time to get back, that is for sure. But that wasn't the problem. The problem was when he got back, he said, okay, let's go. As I'm walking towards the garage and I get out in the garage and look around, you would never believe that it was not the same bike that he left with that morning. He had switched his bike and that was a new bike. Whether it was a brand new bike per se or it was new to him, for me, it was still a new bike. We had had a conversation regarding my financial stability and the way that I was feeling and never did he mention that he was even thinking of changing this bike. Never did it occur to him to call me before he made the decision. And let me tell you, the first he got, he did the same thing. He arrived home with his bike, point blank period. He never asked, he never said. He said he wanted to surprise me, but I don't think that was the case because I never liked his bikes. What I always did, and it did help me a lot, was that I always had my own separate bank account. Even when we had the house together back in Puerto Rico, I would ask him to pay half of the bills, but I still had separate accounts. They have no empathy regarding your needs, and they will do anything in their power to deplete every resource you have, including your money, just so they can always come out on top. My ex would always request that we put our money together. He didn't know how to manage his money. So what do you think was going to happen to my money if I mixed it in with his? I told him at one point, just to get him off my back, that I would think about it. After a couple of times he asked me for money that he needed, I told him that I didn't like that. And I was able to draw clear boundaries with him in that sense, but not so much with the second partner. With this partner, he did invade my financial space because it would always make me feel bad about him. I think up to some point, he did pay me back, except for that credit card bill. But let me tell you this, he will pay for it eventually. That is the way that I've decided to see things. The other thing that he tried was he wanted me to help him buy a car. I have worked so hard in my life to keep my credit where it is. There was no way I was ever going to put it in his hands. There was no way I was going to sacrifice my credit for him or anybody else. I've always kept this clear boundary, always separating accounts, never sharing passwords. 
my things are mine and I don't request passwords. I don't check phones because I don't accept it being done to me, not because I am hiding something, but because I believe that there has to be clear boundaries and I believe that that is called respect. I also want to share another scenario. We talked about the first scenario where he wants to use your things or just share your things. Another scenario is when he puts you in charge of the finances with the excuse that you are better at handling bills and finances. It is now in your hands. Only you can screw it up. You're not only responsible for just paying the bills, but also making sure that all the finances are in order. This is a way that they can use to torment you. They can keep spending, causing you to keep on changing and adjusting the budget, figuring out ways to pay bills as he's spending the money, however he wants to spend it. Then he will make you feel like it's your fault because the finances are not in order. Narcissist, sociopath, these abusers tend to be addicts and overspending is an addiction. Don't get me started in gambling, which is also an overspending. It would be covered in here as well. He will also make you feel guilty for his overspending and blaming you if the credit scores are not where he thinks they should be. They will blame you because you're the person handling the financial information of the family or the household. Now, what is the impact of financial abuse? In some cases, the victims are left with less than perfect employment records because they attack your employment, ruin credit, and sometimes even legal issues because it depends on how bad the situation could have become. It is one, if not the main reason, why many come back to their abuser. Did you know that financial abuse is the number one reason why you stay in your toxic relationship? When you are preparing to leave your relationship, make sure that you can make copies of your financial data if you can't take the originals. If you can take the originals, then just take them. Things like credit and financial statements or documents that prove who owns what or what it's yours. You should always have a copy of that information. Be very diligent when you enter a relationship or if you're trying to fix your relationship. If you feel that you're in financial abuse, you need to reach out to somebody. You need to have some support. If you're trapped because of a financial situation, you will feel that there is no way out and there is a way out. It depends on your situation and how you can work around your specific situation. Just because he's the only one managing the money or the only one that can see the money coming into the house doesn't mean that you're stuck there. Don't for a minute believe that you have to stay in a toxic relationship because you don't have any money. I felt tied to him for the three years that I was living here because I didn't feel financially stable enough to walk out and leave. I was able to turn it around, but in my case, I was still able to work. In fact, he didn't want to pay for the childcare of my son because he said that that was for me to be able to work. That was on me. I had to figure out ways to come up with the money and leave, and thank God I was able to do that. You can make money, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a job. It could be a side hustle. It could be selling something. It could be creating something. There's different ways that you can make money. Don't limit yourself in thinking that because you have no financial assets and they're trying to silence your voice in the relationship that you're stuck there. There is always a way out. You just have to figure out what it is. You just have to make a plan and you will be able to get out. But it is up to you to reach out and ask for help. If you don't ask for help, people won't know that you need it. It doesn't have to be somebody very close to you if you're embarrassed. But being embarrassed could keep you tied up in a situation that you no longer want to be in. 
Financial abuse is about control, and you have to figure out how to break that control. Because if there is financial abuse, more than likely, there is other types of abuse in the home as well. Don't ever feel like you don't have any resources, and don't ever feel like you are alone. If you go to the show notes, you can always find a way to get in touch with me. Go to RaquelColina.com forward slash connect. There is different ways to connect with me. Yes, financial abuse is a thing. It can be as minute as what happened to me. But if they see that you have more than them, they want to deplete you so they can control you. Or not necessarily control you, but they want to spend however they want to spend. They're addicts. Don't let somebody else hold you back from what you want in life. You might be in a difficult or tough situation, but remember, facing small fears can lead to big changes. It has been a pleasure being with you here today. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And remember that you can share this episode with your friends and family. You can subscribe so you can get notifications when the next episode is up. And you can also review the show so you can help us reach more people. Thank you so much. Hope you have a blessed week. Take care. Bye-bye.